and welcome to But That's Just Us. I'm Jenna. I'm Diego. And we're back after a very brief hiatus. The month is just flying by. We needed to catch up on some stuff. (laughs) It really is. We recently did our Veterans Day Memorial Wad. This one was for a man, Chad Wilkinson. So... This is from the CrossFit.com webpage, and it says, Since 2005, CrossFit has posted workouts meant to honor the memories of service members who made the ultimate sacrifice. These dedicated workouts are called Hero Workouts and are CrossFit's way of paying tribute to the fallen members of our community while showing our solidarity with those they left behind. Going into more of the background about who he is, Chad Wilkinson was a Navy SEAL who died by suicide in October of 2018 due to the effects of numerous deployments, several TBIs, blast wave injuries, and PTSD. He left behind a wife, two kids, and countless friends and family. Since her husband's death, Sarah Wilkinson, a longtime member of the CrossFit community and trainer on the CrossFit seminar staff, has been promoting awareness around veteran suicide and prevention through her nonprofit, the Step Up Foundation. The Step Up Foundation raises funds and supports programs dedicated to the research and treatment of combat-related injuries while honoring our veterans and their invisible wounds. And then thus, every year, there's the Chad 1000X, which is like 1,000 times because it's 1,000 step-ups. And with a weighted rucksack. And it says that Chad created the workout of a thousand step ups with a rucksack to train for the rigors of a near 23,000 foot summit in Argentina. It's a pretty terrible workout. <laughs> you, uh, if anyone's going to do it, I recommend training for it. Like doing step ups leading up to the day you do it. It's very difficult. My toxic trait is thinking that I can do anything without practice good for the first time. I try. (laughs) (laughs) For the most part, you're successful. (laughs) You did it scaled, but still. it's Even scaled, it's hard. Well, we're very sore today. And thank you for anyone who has served and happens to be listening to our podcast. It'll be a belated Happy Veterans Day, but we are very honored to be living here and with the lives that we have thanks to the lives of others trivia question for you Uh-oh. what did ptsd used to be called prior to the 1980s when they officially called it ptsd i feel like you've asked me this before and i'm gonna disappoint you uh <laughs> and that term dates back to world war one pt it has to be something with war yeah post-war syndrome no that wouldn't be bad that probably might actually be a thing traumatic war <laughs> no it's it's actually a lot simpler than you think it's uh shell shock oh duh yeah that, that term was that phrase was coined in world war one when they're sitting in the trenches and shells are flying over their head and uh a lot of guys kind of started like going into shock <laughs> yeah and then when they got back home they weren't the same so yeah so for a long time, it was just called shell shock. And then more research was done. Whenever you started, this is somewhat unrelated, but a reasonable segue. 
when you started working, I was scared that you were going to get like some form of trauma from working the job that you do. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's anything compared to uh, having bombs and bullets fly over your head. Right. But I do think about things I've seen, but uh, it's not. I think I handle it well. Yeah. So. I mean, I, ha- I don't notice anything different. Yeah. <laughs> so for this week. We're going back to open-ended questions, okay? And I haven't really thought about the answer to this, so we'll both be brand new to our thoughts on this question. And it's relatable because, well, you'll see. So this question says, what did being 30 years old make you realize? Oh, man, that's a good question. You're actually, like, 30. I'm almost 30. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I'm 31, but I don't, I feel like I'm 18. Physically, I feel probably better than when I was 18. So, I don't know. Well, when you were 18, what did you think it was going to be like when you were 30? It just, it just, it was so long away. You know, you think 30, like that's, I'll have my life together by then. (laughs) And you do. For the most part. (laughs) I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the key Mm -hmm. is... It's what you make of it. Yeah. You know, I could be 31 and not be happy where I'm at, not making any money, not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sucks at whatever age you are. So on the physical side, I don't think I'm, I think I'm bigger, stronger, faster <laughs> like than when movie? I was 18. So <laughs> yeah, just in general. So, but turning 30 was kind of just like another decade. It's my fourth decade. It's more of like a shock than it is. Oh, it's all downhill from here, you know. I don't ever want to have that mindset, but yeah, it was just a surprise. I'm like, I'm in my fourth decade. I think what scares me, and not saying that, well, I guess you said it. It's kind of scary, but what scares me about getting older is not anything to do with me necessarily. It's the fact that everyone that I've grown up with and I love and I care about is also getting older. Yeah. And that freaks me out because I know how things end. (laughs) We all do. That's definitely the worst part. And part of it is just my generalized anxiety. I, I think about people dying like all the time. But it gets more real the older you get because it's not just you getting older. It's everyone else getting older with you. Yeah. And it's 100% horrifying. And even, I mean, and even then, I mean, no one's guaranteed to die old. So that's, again, back to my anxiety of thinking about people dying every day. But <laughs> everyone goes to this. You Literally so? everyone. Yeah, I mean. But so I think everyone goes through it just to different degrees of how they, how much it impacts their day-to-day life. Like, I don't know. So this is somewhat again unrelated but like when I was little like living at home with my parents my anxiety was so bad that I was scared I would never see them again every time they left the house without me like that's how much I think about people dying (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I I felt that way we are not the same (laughs) (laughs) and I mean truthfully I still think about that to a certain degree but not so much that it like halts my life you know it's kind of just like a passing thought 
because what am I going to do that, you know, uh, I can't control other people. Like anything can happen at any time, you know? <laughs> well, you know, that's why I convinced my parents to come over and start working out. Yeah. Because I, I want them to be healthy. They're, they're pretty healthy as it is, but like mm-hmm. I want them to hold on to that or even improve it. Yeah. So. I also realized that I start to care more about who I am because having a family is more in the picture in the sense that I want to make sure that I'm working on myself and improving and happy with where I'm at and happy with what I'm doing, who I am. Now that I'm at the age that I will be responsible for raising someone else. So that's something else that I've noticed as I've gotten older. Because if you don't have kids, you can be selfish. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) It's just living for yourself, you know. Even yesterday when we were doing that veterans wad, I thought about that. I was like, imagine if I had a little kid that was mine watching me. I was like, there's no way I'm going to stop before I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and uh it's that old saying that they say uh your kids watch you more than they listen to you yeah mm-hmm. so i mean we don't have kids so i don't know we haven't experienced the uh the Impact change in our schedule have. the time mm-hmm. all that stuff but like if you don't have time to work out that's what you're saying just have your kids in the gym with you yeah again that's what being 30 makes us think about yeah is kids <laughs> and we also have a home gym so we're in an easier position to do that now we don't got to wait for squat racks. Yeah. Or a bench. Just walk I mean, out there and do it. Sometimes I have to wait on you. <laughs> so technically, I'm not 30 yet, okay? I You're knocking on the door. I have six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God, I have six months. Uh, <laughs> I just made that number up, but it's right. <laughs> Guess what it's going to feel like? Um, it's going to feel like you're 29. Yeah. So Will people so I turn 30, I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm 29. Yeah. Turn 31, oh, it feels like I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, what I'm slowly realizing, whenever I was younger, and by younger, I mean like mid-20s, you know, like just a couple years ago, there's like BuzzFeed articles or YouTube compilation videos, whatever, of people interviewing 80-plus-year-old men and women about what regrets do they have or what do they wish they would have done differently when they were younger, like stuff like that. One of the things that's on there is... Along the lines of you are who you surround yourself with. Your friends are an extension of you. Or like the people you choose to hang out with represent a part of you. And don't maintain a toxic relationship, basically. I feel like very slowly, and like I said, I feel like I'm still learning that now. That I don't have to be friends with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how I was growing up is... I was literally like everyone's friend and that was my goal and I did not want someone to not like me. Not that I want people to not like me now, but you just care less, you know, because that goes, I guess, into gaining confidence with age. I don't know if that correlates right, but you just do what you need to do for you and the people that you support or that support you or and because truthfully, everyone else around you, if they're not adding anything to your life except for negativity, then get rid of them <laughs> and don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of always done that for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if someone rubs you the wrong way or they do something you don't approve of and mm-hmm. you're not obligated to be their friend yeah you can say they're acquaintance you know to me that's those are two different things acquaintance versus friend mm-hmm. so i have a lot of acquaintances but friends are like you know it's a small circle what else did being 30 make you realize that people are really bad with money <laughs> oh yeah 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 i mean as i've been able to manage my own money yeah and it's not a it's not a topic that i discuss frequently it's just kind of like when you talk to people enough mm-hmm. you kind of get a feeling of where they're at and that's kind of a thing i've noticed yeah yeah i mean i feel like i've always been pretty frugal it's the cars and <laughs> it's the damn cars you know you want to buy an expensive laptop you want to buy expensive this like it's the cars that are just ridiculous that yeah. people are buying cars and boats and rvs and toys and nonsense yeah i think the average car payment in the u.s is like around 500 dollars. that's crazy can you imagine if both of us were paying we had cars that we had payments on it's a thousand dollars just down the drain for yeah. something we used to drive to work mm-hmm I guess it it goes back to how you were raised, too. Because I feel like we were both raised... We were raised differently about money, but we were both raised to live below our means. Yeah. You know? That's definitely what my dad told me. My dad told me one time, he was like, if you can't pay for it with cash, you can't afford it. Yeah. So I've always stuck to that, even mm-hmm. with cars. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say cars, I drive a pretty inexpensive vehicle. I didn't pay... 80 grand for it yeah I paid a lot less mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then now after just having no car payment and just having the extra money in my pocket yeah or even i don't know that i would be able to invest as much in retirement if we had car payments well that's what i was thinking about because you said 500 dollars, and that's what what uh we put into our roth account yeah it was 500 dollars. so basically we wouldn't be able to invest in our roth ira <laughs> yeah we'd just be stuck with a car we paid way too much for that made us happy for about a week Mm -hmm. whenever you own something at least in my opinion when you own something that is that expensive i would not want to do anything with it because i'm too afraid to mess it up well yeah as soon as you drive it (laughs) off the lot it loses value like even with the new shoes i have today i was like i don't want to walk in the grass (laughs) (laughs) and those cost like 80 bucks so I can't imagine eighty thousand dollars. That's how I am with like knives. Like if I buy an expensive, if I have an expensive pristine. knife, yeah, I don't want to mess it up. So the ones I use for work or day to day stuff is all the cheap knives. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why did I even buy an expensive knife in the first place? <laughs> if I'm just gonna use the beater knives? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I think. Just go straight to the beater car. Just yeah. drive the beater car. Who cares? Back in the day, my brother and sister were mad at. I don't know if they were necessarily mad at my parents or just at the situation because both of them had to get a stick shift and I got an automatic car for my first car and they were like, what? She's so spoiled. Why doesn't she have to learn stick shift and roll her window down at the same time? (laughs) I mean, it's funny because now it's harder to get a manual. Yeah. There's less Mm -hmm. of them. You have to like custom order it. I'm just kidding. I mean, they might have a few on the lot, but. You know, if you want a manual transmission, like, you got to pretty much ask for it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're getting an automatic. Yeah. Sports cars, I think, <coughs> should all be automatic. But so something just, uh, something that I see, like, memes about or jokes about, about being, like, in your 30s or whatever, basically, if you're in your career, out of school, whatever you're doing, is that it's 
uh, difficult to see friends as much as you did when you were younger or like in college still, you know, because everyone's schedule is so different that it's hard for everyone to get a time that works. And you just like in general talk to friends less. I feel like for me, I feel like it, that has been relatively the same. Like the frequency that I talk to friends. Yeah. It's like uh, what Michael Scott says is like, when it comes down to it, the people you work with are your, your very, very best, best friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's certainly true for my job anyway. I mean, I'm hanging mm-hmm. out with those guys all the time. Yeah. I don't hang out with them that much outside, but you're at work so frequently with them that they just become your friends. Yeah. Something that I'm like a little bit sad about is I started my job at a like a convenient age to where I am in the same age group as most of the residents that I work with. But over time, those residents will be gone and then it'll restart again with like the young residents and I'm going to be older. So I'm not going to necessarily be as like intermingly with them the way i am now so it's a situation of like i get older they stay the same age yeah (laughs) so it makes me a little bit sad so i'm trying to like soak in this like five-year period before everyone's gone (laughs) Mm. and then i'm just old (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not saying you can't have younger friends it's just usually have less in common so but even if you had even if you have friends that are your same age later in life mm-hmm. i mean how often are you gonna actually hang out with them anyway yeah you'd probably know. rather hang out with your kids this is true so and my cats because <laughs> same thing with your kids it's like you don't want to not spend time with them mm-hmm. you know because it's like because then they're getting older yeah, too they're, they're <laughs> 10 years old once <laughs> i can't think too long about it it's it's a it's just priorities Mm -hmm. as you get older that's all it is oh gosh life we're talking about the month going by fast and our whole life is going by fast (laughs) this is taking a turn (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was like i like where i like where things are going i'm having a good time i mean i feel like there's still so much left to do to see to go you know whatever but even if you're not 30, just with with age, what lessons do you feel like you've learned or what have you realized? What has changed? What's not what you thought it would be? Let us know. We would love to hear what you have to say. Overall, though, being 30 makes us realize that time is precious and have your priorities straight. That's a big thing. Like if you're in a good place in your mm-hmm. 30s, mm-hmm. it's a good time. And if you don't agree... We don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's just us. Follow us on Instagram at but underscore that's just us. Rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to us on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. If you have any suggestions or questions, topics you want us to talk about, send us a message. But anything else? That's just us. That's it. Okay. Peace out.